Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Now available on Apple Podcasts, Podcast One, Spotify, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. What the f*** is going on? I like to party. Jesus, honey, wax much? From Podcast One, this is Unwaxed. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Sophia, Sistine Sloan. Um, I wish you guys were here to see what that intro was before just with no music um yeah y'all are y'all are sleeping on our youtube channel all right oh, unwaxed okay. has a youtube channel you can watch the podcast live i feel like i'm talking directly to you guys at home watching this so it's kind of fun yeah how are you feeling today i'm feeling good i'm feeling you know what actually i'm not feeling good that's a lie why sometimes when i feel really tired and like little and just run down for no reason. You know, you wake up some days and you're just like, no, that. totally. Just That's, one of them days. To, this no, today's been off. Yeah. I, I have to say, even this morning, I feel so bad. I just told Sistine, I spaced on my best friend's birthday. I knew it That's was this worst. week. I knew it was this week. But I swear I thought today was a certain day and I thought it was tomorrow. And so I was talking to her all morning, asking her advice on like photos and this and this. And I completely and then all of a sudden I saw her post that it was, and it, I, and by, I'm not one to forget yeah. birthdays. Like I'm, but gen- I am, I'll play devil's advocate. I am definitely one to forget. I don't know if it's just me or anyone else out there, but I'm terrible at remembering dates. So my little trick to know if it's a friend's birthday, I'll know it's in November or, mm-hmm. or July, but I just don't know the exact day. Either I go on Snapchat because it'll put a little birthday cake next to that person's name or oh. I'll go to my Instagram, find last year's birthday post, look at the exact date and do it that way. Uh, no, but I'm so like, I am a planner. I, love, I write down everyone's birthdays in my calendar, but since we've been here, I feel like everything is so backwards. Like I'm trying to understand the area and I just like my sleep patterns are off and I don't know if it's the humidity is just getting to my head and now I'm just spacing, but whatever but I was gonna say that speaking of this like our emotions being totally weird last night I was lucid dreaming I don't know if you've really no way yeah and I haven't lucid dreamed in so long what exactly is lucid dreaming so lucid dreaming from what I know is you can control your dreams correct me if I'm wrong but I I feel like there is a way to train yourself to I do know how to train yourself how do you train someone told me that basically right before it's a certain level of REM sleep that you have to be in so right when you first fall asleep, the first 15 minutes that you fall asleep, you have to have someone that you trust. Mm-hmm. So it couldn't be you or Scarlett for me because you guys would probably play a joke on me or film me or something. It has to be someone you trust. And they have to go up to you and whisper very carefully and quietly, Sophia, you're dreaming. You're asleep. Shh. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and basically that tells your brain that you are awake i don't really know the rest of it i I know that there are ways to kind of do it where you are supposed to set an alarm for like 3 a.m and you wake yourself up and you write down what you remember yeah the writing down and it's also trying to recall one certain item in your dream like a red ball bouncing that means you're in a dream you're lucid dreaming or a a watch that has like eight hands Mm -hmm. like people start doing that but sometimes i think that you can lucid dreams on purpose, like, or not on purpose, on accident without really knowing you're about to do it. Like I last night woke up at like 2 a.m. and I went back to sleep. And don't you feel like when you wake up and then go back to sleep, your your dreams are so much more vivid? 
Because you're not technically fully asleep. But that's what it is. Your mind is awake. I love those dreams. Right? It's so great because your mind's still awake and your body, I mean, is totally asleep. But my dream was I was just placed into Willy Wonka's chocolate factory. That's terrifying. it kind of, like, I agree because the like those munchkins and like the things that people were getting sucked into that kind of freaks me out. But it was really fun to like kind of control. And then I actually pictured like other rooms, like a cotton candy room where I like jump up and down. And I like created myself to have wings at were, one point. If you were in that movie and you had to have one of the fate of those kids, which one would you just hate to have the most? Okay. Is Violet the one that turned blue? I think it would be two of them. It would be the Violet turning into a blueberry or getting sucked into that chocolate small tube. That Kim, do you remember when you got sucked into that? I do. That would give me claustrophobia. I have the freaking squirrel girl. Remember that that little (gasps) prissy girl and a million squirrels drag her into a hole? Are you kidding? That movie. Wait. Oh my God. That movie. And what is another film? That's a ch- a children's film that is Jumanji. Jumanji, yo, yo, Jumanji, you guys, <laughs> Jumanji, not the one with what's Nick Jonas and the Rock. No, 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 that's the Child's Play, the real Jumanji. The original was Robin Williams. Yeah, he was. Okay, it's a great film now, but as a kid, nightmares, nightmares, terrified. It was so scary. Yeah, you know what else is like that for me? What Coraline, 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 who. If anyone actually likes Coraline out there, yeah. you seek therapy. <laughs> That's more fun. Imagine scary. going through a small door and then you have buttons on your eyes or your whole family has buttons on it and they're trying to sew it onto you. How about James and the Giant Peach? Oh my <laughs> God. I, I can do you one better. The Nightmare Before Christmas. Oh, I kind of like The no. Nightmare Before Christmas. Um, we watched it on the plane. I, we, it was like on one of the stations. It's and always on. At the, yeah, I know. And at the end of it, people were like, the, the, like, I don't know, it, what's that bug man? He's the sack. He looks like the sack. He's like the evil guy. Yeah. Um, I don't yeah. think he's a sand man or something. He's literally just a sack. He had like bugs coming out of his mouth, his eyes. It is horrifying. It's definitely not a Christmas. But you know what show we do love to watch right now? Jersey Shore. Jersey Shore. I feel like Shore. every week, that we come on this podcast we're obsessed with a new thing yeah this week it's jersey shore and let me mm-hmm. tell you guys this is the fourth time fourth fourth time, time watching it from start to finish start to, not no no and it gets, season three first it, to end yeah and it gets funnier every time it is so good like, i don't understand how it you know uh, what it, it just tell reality shows then are so different from how they are well, today the, all of one episode of Jersey Shore would never be allowed on TV today. No. It just would no. never happen. Like the things that were ha- like the sex just calling, stuff, calling not- girls grenades. You like can't. that, you can't do like that. She smells like so kicked her out of my bed. I was just, just so, oh, so it's Chef's Kiss Beautiful. It's so good. Jim Tan Laundry. Oh my god. The cabs are here. We could go on. Oh, we know all for days. But our guest is about to come on. And when I tell you, and I know we say this just between you and me. I know we say this about a lot of our guests, but this one is an OG. We have been wanting her since before our podcast was even and this invented. Is the, I mean, not that we were lying before, but this was like the one we really and wanted. And you know, sometimes you just throw a name out there. It's a reach. It's a dream guest. A dream guest. She's too busy. She's booked and busy. She's too fabulous to come on Unwaxed somehow. 
We got her on Unwax. We tricked her into coming on our show. We have the fabulous sex expert, Emily. Sex with Emily is coming on Unwaxed right now. Stay tuned. You don't want to miss it. She's an author and a doctor in human sexuality, but in 2005, she began the podcast Sex with Emily and started approaching the topic of sex and relationships in a friendly, non-judgmental, and open-minded way. It is downloaded more than 1 million times each month, and in November 2018, Sex with Emily launched on SiriusXM. This is Emily Morse. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me. Emily, that is the most impressive intro. I think we've ever read. I was so impressed. I was like, can I have that version? No. Your credentials, I mean, you are like a walking encyclopedia for all things sex, relationships, everything. I mean, it's amazing. You are truly the OG. So we're so lucky to have you on today. Well, I think it's great what you guys are doing. I love that you're doing your podcast and you're into it. You guys are... So thanks for having me. I'm happy to support. I love oh you being God. on my show. It was so fun. People loved it. I so know. We're you guys. all in this together. Thank yes, you for we the went, Oh, my God. Yeah. Of course. We went on Emily's show, and we had a blast. And we definitely want to continue the conversation here. And I think we should just jump right in. Because one of the main things that all of our listeners are constantly coming to Sophia and I for, and it's sometimes hard because they ask a lot of confidence questions. And we're very honest. And we say, we don't have all of the confidence all of the time so we right. would, you know we would love your advice to sort yeah. of jump in here because mostly what people are concerned about is confidence in the relationship therefore confidence in the bedroom because it all sort right. of plays hand in hand so when yeah. you're lacking it what do you do well you know here's the here's the good news is that confidence isn't something that you just get one day and you check it off mm-hmm. the list and now I'm confident let me work on other things it's like your self-esteem you know, it's all tied in your self-esteem and your confidence. And so I think the first thing is like, just, okay. If we're talking about relationships and dating, like I guess people are like, does he like me? Does he not? I always say like, assume that he likes you. Just he's going out with you. Don't obsess all the details. Don't analyze every single text and just Mm -hmm. make that assumption. Like he asked me out, we're going out. And then you're not in your head as much. And these are might might even have to be something that you're writing down before you go on the date. You know what I mean? When we like, I said this, he's not going to like me because let me tell you this. They might not like you. They might not work out. Mm -hmm. It's never for the things you obsessed about. It's never for the thing you wore, said how drunk you were. Like it's just not. Yeah. And so you can't control it. And then we obsess. That is that just makes so much sense. It does. No, it seriously does because I think as females, I know Sophia and I do this a lot where someone will text us, we'll overthink it, we'll analyze it, we'll pick it mm-hmm. apart. And they're probably just saying, hey, what's up? But we're like, do they mean, hey, what's up? Like, do you want to go out? Do you want to have sex? Like, what do you mean, hey, what's up? You're so right. So just assume that they like yeah. you and just play. Okay, so what do you feel about? That's confident, right? Yeah. I mean, totally. totally. Yeah. And then, so and then you... the, yeah, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Sorry. Well, I was going to say, because the thing that comes after that is just know that if it doesn't work out, it's not because it just means it wasn't right. Like, I always think if it doesn't happen, like, I've, have you ever heard the saying, like, God's rejection is God's protection? I'm not even that religious, but it's kind of like if someone rejects <laughs> you, I'm not religious. But like, I love that rejection is protection. Like, it happened for a reason. It happened doesn't matter why it's not about you you'll probably never know and it's not because you did anything wrong 
I totally agree. We had actually Clint Coley come on our show and it was our episode advice from a fuck boy. So having the male point of view, he literally said the same thing. He goes, if I go out with a girl and it doesn't work out, it's not because he goes, she always gets offended. Why don't you like me? And he goes, you're a great person, but we're just not great together. Doesn't mean you're a bad individual. So totally. Exactly. We take it in like, oh, I did something wrong and I got to change and I got to dress mm-hmm. different and I got to lose weight or I got to gain weight, like whatever. And it's yeah. never that. I love it. And that's perfect. Can, and totally translate into the bedroom too is because you feel like you have this pressure to perform and mm-hmm. you're like, I got to be sexy, this, 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 this. And in real, like real life, we just need to act confident. Be present. No, but in the bedroom, like in the bedroom, you guys look beautiful. But in the bedroom, it's like, <laughs> This is, and this is also a practice. Like everyone go easy on yourself because it's awkward. It's weird. It's messy. Things are going to happen. But mm-hmm. the most important thing is like, even if you get in your head, like you don't want to be tripping in the bedroom. You just want to be like in your body. What feels good to me? What, how do I want right. to be? Am I enjoying this moment? It's not about what they, what they want. Cause most, and I can tell you this too. Most guys, they just want to know that they're making you fit, that you're actually feeling good. They don't exactly. like they, if they knew that you were like, we were faking orgasms, you know, we got talked about this. I've done all the things, but that's just stoking their ego. And then if you think about how we are like sisterhood, you're like, well, now I faked it. Now he's going to go off thinking he's this wonderful lover. So I might as well just kind of make him work for my pleasure. Yeah. Exactly. Let's humble him. You are not a wonderful work lover. For <laughs> work for it. That is so funny. You get used to also doing that yourself because it's like, Oh, if I don't make him think that he's doing amazing, that he's never going to want to do it again. And that's the complete opposite. I mean, like you want to be critiqued. Like I want to be told if I was doing something wrong. I want to be told if like, this doesn't feel great. Do you think that's the best way to approach it is to ask a guy, what can I do better? Yeah. I mean, I think the conversation about sex, I, I think it could be like, let's talk about sex. That was hot. So what are you into? Like what felt good? Do you, and then hopefully they'll ask you what felt good. You can be like, mm-hmm. I'm learning. You guys, I always tell people and they do this, blame me. We interviewed um, uh, Emily Morse. She's got a, and it made me think I've never done this before. <laughs> and I want to actually talk about sex. Do you mind practicing with me? I've never talked to a partner about sex because no one has. It's not like you're going to, he's going to be like, yeah. well, every other woman I've been with, no one's done this, but this right. is the movement. Like, this is what you just be like. So what was that good? I couldn't tell there. Cause you did that weird wince thing. And then, and then he'd be like, well, what about me? And you could be like, we always want to start the compliment sandwich. Well, I love the way we were kissing, but I felt like your hand went down my pants a little too quick, but you know, just right. have fun right. with it because then you take away all the anxiety. It becomes a conversation. And so that's how I think the best way. And then you, then it becomes fun to talk about. Then you're in a dialogue about it. You're not guessing. Okay. Yes. That is great advice. I'm going to do this. I'm going to help all my listeners do this. Blame if me. we are too afraid, <laughs> we're going to say, Emily told us. <laughs> Yeah, that's perfect. Totally that's yeah. Okay. She gave us I love an assignment. That. Will you practice with me? You could use that. Oh for my the God. Next years. I love yeah. that. And if you start out the conversation with sex, if you've never done it with your partner in already a lighthearted, open minded, yeah. kind of silly, it's yeah. going to end up being that way. If you go into it with such negativity and like self-consciousness and things yeah. like that, they're going to also be weaseling their way around getting mm-hmm. to what they actually right. want to say. So it's sex. It's not like it's this is life or death. It's supposed to be fun. No, we do it for right. fun. We do it for like procreation. There's like a lot I of think, I think though today is a way. fun. I know. Everyone and so I think on it. I think the way our generation perceives sex is so overthought and it just, it's, there's so much insecurity and, and awkwardness behind it. And I feel like 
the way it used to be, which is free and love and do what you want and do what feels good. And it doesn't matter the number of sexual partners. It doesn't matter what you're into. Like everyone's, I think there's some shame, I think, behind being open about having sex today. Why do you think that? Bring it back. I mean, I'm saying like, this is what I want. Like if we're thinking free love, not that there weren't problems, but yeah, bring that back. Like feel good. Why do I think Mm -hmm. that is? Well, I have to say that, I mean, it's probably because and why it's always been this way, even in the 60s, when we're like, oh, free love, there's still a lot of shame around Mm -hmm. sex. There's still, Mm -hmm. and I think it all goes back to sex education, comprehensive sex education. Like, think about it. You guys didn't have great sex ed, probably. You had like maybe a few things. We can get into that, yeah. Don't get pregnant, don't get an STD or whatever it is. And then you maybe saw sex at a really young age, right? Like on porn, or you saw porn at like nine years old, but it popped up on the iPad. You're like, what the hell? But then there's no, so there's no one talking. There's no conversations about it. There's no communication. You're not going to like talk to your parents about it in a way that's about like, oh, this felt good, mom. Like maybe Mm -hmm. it's about protection and be a good, whatever. So there's no information. And the information you do get is from porn, which by the way, is not an accurate portrayal of sex at all. It's for men, not bashing porn. It's got some good, good assets, but it's not. So you guys are left out and you're like, I have no idea what I'm doing. I'm supposed to be mm-hmm. sexy. And what does that even mean? It's true. And so you're kind that's of like, pressure, and yeah. pressure. I think it's just pressure. I mean, there's so many reasons why, but I think there's pressure to perform and there's not a correction of misinformation. And I feel like totally. a lot of what my friends have mentioned to me before about like, even just sex, let's just say if it's, whether it's a three night, a one night stand to a relationship, I think people are also scared of being seen and told about like they're bad at sex and so they think that they have to be great so then in case that guy tells like another person in the age of technology everyone knows everything so it's like oh my god if i don't do well right i'm going to be seen as bad and it's so it's unfortunate that things just can't be between two people and some things are some people are respectable like you don't kiss and tell but that's also another case but when you mentioned before about or not being accurate. So seeing I wrote this down, we were thinking about media in general not being like accurate. realistic versus non-realistic sex. Because yeah. again, our health ed was just <laughs> rash. I mean, it I learned nothing. I didn't yeah. understand anything until I was like halfway through high school. And right. I would only learn from watching film and, and TV shows. And if a porn ad popped up, I was like, whoa, like what is happening right now? Right. It was, uh, you're right. It, like, or it started this dialogue that women have to have giant F cup boobs and yes. be sexual all the time in a blonde bombshell to be attractive. Right. Um, how, so for example, if you see a, a movie and they're having amazing, mind blowing sex, you're like, oh my God. They're in an elevator. It takes her two yeah. seconds. They climax. <laughs> how, how realistic is it's this? It's not real. It is yeah. not real. There is no way a woman's going to have an orgasm in two minutes in the two, two, 30 seconds in the elevator. Cookies, while they're fun because they're spontaneous, it is not the best sex of anyone's life. Um, mm-hmm. this, the sex that we see in Hollywood, in, in the movies and stuff, is so not – you don't see the foreplay, the warm-up, the building, the kissing, right. the, when someone's in the mood, someone's not in the mood. Um, the only thing I've seen like, – did you guys see Bridgerton? And Bridgerton? I, Bridgerton, which is the – it's on Netflix. That. And the, the reason why people are talking about it right now – they're talking about it's Shonda Rhimes' new show, and it's like yeah, 18th yeah. century. So the reason they're talking about it, which I, I think is great, is because it's literally one of the only times I've seen this. And I was watching it with my parents in Florida, so it was a little weird, even for me. But it's that he, the prince, right, who's with the, the princess, whatever she is, and he like was like, no, I before they had sex, he said, I want you 
to touch yourself. I want you to figure out what you want. And then when they have the sex scenes, he goes down on her and he'll just do that for like 15, 20 minutes. Like that, well, that means in my mind, it was longer than you don't really see. It wasn't the whole episode. And then he's like, no, I don't need anything. And he gets up and walks. It's like, that's because, because we women, like the thing is that men and women are, we're so like, what we don't get also is that our arousal is so different. We don't just like men are frying pans. And women right. are so cookers. Do we like so? It's like men yeah. are like turned on. Women, the way our biology is like, we need a little bit more. We need kissing. We need compliments. We need whatever we need. Yeah. So yeah. it is just not realistic. You don't see the real thing. Now, of course, sex can like look like certain. Like yes, there's the positions that you see are accurate, but mm-hmm. as far as the whole picture, it's just not. That's so funny that you brought up Bridgerton because I'm watching it right now and the whole internet was freaking out about these sex scenes. And I was on episode six and I'm like, where is the sex here? I don't see any of it. And then episode seven, my God, it just hits you in the face. Yeah, Sassine told me, she's like, just keep going, watch it through, it'll pop up. It's worth it. It's worth it. We're like, episode one, just give it to us already. But it's so funny that you said- yeah, it's like different. Oh, oh my right? God, did I see like, it? I, I understood why it was so hyped up. I was like, <laughs> okay, men take notes. This is good. We like this. This is good. Right. No, but it's so funny that you said like women are such like, you know, it takes a lot to, to turn you on and, and it's hard. So I always say you got to preheat the oven before you bake a cake. Some people just try to like expect a cake right, to rise when there's no, there's <laughs> nothing. You didn't put the flour, the baking soda, there's no heat. Like what do you, yeah. yeah right. Exactly. We got to be warmed up. We got to be, we are, we can't go from zero to 60 at all. And so that, but the problem is, and this is what I remember mostly. Oh, okay. I was going to say mostly in my twenties, but it can still happen because I just want to like reinforce to you and like all your listeners that, that even like people think they know in your twenties, like they might think they know like what, what to do, but they probably don't. And what makes you good at sex is being a good listener and being present and experienced. Like you don't have as much experience. Even if you slept yeah. with a hundred women, that doesn't mean you're a good lover. Do you know what I'm saying? So that's totally. like, yeah. that's the flip on it. Um, but what I was going to say is, oh God, I forgot. What was my, my question about? You um, said being in your twenties. Oh yeah. Like that. Oh, so what I found is the sex and I said it happens everywhere is that they, is this, you make out for two seconds and you're so into the kiss. Like, it's amazing. And then all of a sudden they're ripping your clothes off. They're putting, they're not even touching your breasts and they're going right down your pants and wanting to stick it in. And I'm telling you for the majority of women who have vulvas, vaginas, it's, it's like, we're not ready for it. We're, we're not like, it, it feels good, but it, is it the best sex of our life when you go from zero to penetration? No. What is, is when there's some teasing, there's an anticipation, there's a buildup. They're touching your, your breast over your shirt. They're kissing your neck. Like we have yeah. so many around. There's that. It's not yeah. the wham, bam. And I feel like I, I, I went for so many years. I was like, okay, fine. Do it. Go in. Not that I didn't like it, but mm-hmm. now you realize, no, we need warm ups. I, yeah. I often think, do you think maybe it's a, uh, uh, the older you get, the wiser you get with it? Because I'll have a conversation with my friends and they'll explain that exact scenario. Like there was no foreplay. It just happened. It wasn't great. But do you think men are like a fine wine. Like the older that they get, the more experienced and then the more they want to satisfy a lady. Well, you know what I found? I found that men who have been in, in, I found that men who have been in long-term relationships, they had a a woman who was, who a long-term relationship with a woman who knew this stuff. They learned it from her. They're like, okay, well now I know how to please a woman because someone taught me that. 
or maybe they had a great mom who taught them. Like, but, but typically, like, ta- who ex- explained to them that women need this. But I'd like to say it's as they get older, they get better. But it's usually they have to be interested in it. They have to pay attention. They have to maybe do some research. Maybe they right. listen to like my podcast. But it's not a natural thing because what I'm ta- I was going to just say in your 20s, but I've been guided in your 40s and I'm like, you just go like on? binge on my podcast for like listen to 30 episodes, then come back and talk to me because like they just, you're not going to find it out yeah. by just glowing about yeah. your life. And because yeah. those women, which is why I want you guys to start this with your next date the next guy you hook up with because they still don't know. So you can start that with your friends and your generation and just say, like, this is, this is not, you know, let them text and tweet and say like, Oh, she sucks. She went, fuck it. Like that's, yeah. that's the price you have to pay to train a whole new generation of men, how to be wonderful lovers. And like, I'm putting everyone up to the task. That's a risk we're willing no, to take. We have to but it's do, also, it. do it. Do it. I think that also on the girl side for guys, I think guys like to be touched and kissed and talked yes, to as well. Exactly. So it's on both ends. It's like they like the slow burn too. Maybe they don't they do, do it often and they can they go do. from zero to hundred, but it's a different experience. Yeah. You guys are growing and learning more about each other. It's all explorative. Like this is, that's the entire thing about sex. Why it's so fun is that right. there's different areas that you're like, Oh shit, I didn't know I liked that. Or I didn't right. know I liked hearing her say that. Mm-hmm. So it's just a shame that no one really jumps into it unless they're super comfortable talking about it. And that's sex, probably a right? good way to introduce it to them if, you know, you don't directly want to say, hey, talk to me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, that's a good point. So talking on sort of sex, relationships, dating, that was a good transition. <laughs> I would like to pull a quote from my Bible, Sex in the City. I pray <laughs> by this. I love it. They said... Why withholding from sex in a relationship could be a good thing or not, right? So according to Sex in the City, who made up this three-date rule, they made it famous, saying, sleep with someone earlier and you appear too eager. Leave it too long and you've wasted your time if they turn out to be a dud in bed. Now, this Mm. could be like, it could go either way because sometimes, you know, there's nothing wrong with having sex at the first date and there's nothing wrong with waiting four months to have sex but is there a perfect sort of happy medium here i'd say the happiest medium is when you feel safe with someone Mm. you feel like this is a safe choice not like they're your like love you i I feel safe i feel turned on Mm -hmm. and i've had like and and I'm and I, and I feel like I trust this person no matter what happens. I I in my like, I think this is about women. I feel that I want to, and I'm making the decision with a clear mind, a clear heart, and I'm going to have sex right now. Like I'm going to do it. But I think it's the times where we wait too long because we're playing the game, or we go too quick because we don't want them not to like us, or we get too drunk. I mean, believe me, like I've done all the things. Right? You get drunk. You're like, oh, mm-hmm. why did I do that? Because you lose your inhibition. So I think. You know, generally, I think the rule is when I, I don't have, I don't believe in these rules, like wait till the fourth date or no, no yeah. sex before commitment. Mm-hmm. I, to answer your question, I think it's when you feel ready and you're not pressured. It's not outside things. It's not because I want something else from this person. It's like, yeah. no, I actually feel good with this person and I want to do it. Now, I think, yes, people have sex on the first date and they get married and stay together forever. All the time you hear those stories. But I think generally what I love is the, like, I like to wait until, not, and not by rule, but I'm saying what I've found in time and is that, like, I want to get to know someone. I want to know, like, I, and I love, I, like, when we make out, we want to, like, tease in the sense of the anticipation till the next time I see them and 
getting to know who they are as a person. What are they, what are they into? Do I have fun with them? Because what can happen is when we do have sex too quickly, sometimes like on the first date, then we barely know the person, but we get attached to the sex. And then we're like, oh my God, it was so hot. Or we think I want to correct what happened. And then it gets messier. So just to be like, you know, I liked hooking up with them and not going all the way or whatever it is. It's like, I feel like that generally is something to think about that you don't want to win anything and pay attention to your body. When yeah, you're not. absolutely. I always think about it. It's always the mindset you're going to go into it. I feel like you do yep. have an idea of how you want to maybe go. Maybe sometimes mm-hmm. you're like, oh, I didn't even think I was going to end up doing it, but I felt it in the moment and I wanted to do it. So if this is a guy that maybe you're like really just feeling it right off the bat and it's just that sexual energy and everything's mm-hmm. going to go for it, but know what is going to maybe happen later. The dynamic could be different. And maybe the fear of him not calling like, you back. Is there right. Like, yeah. yeah. Be okay with him not calling you. I think that's a exactly. great okay. thing. Like say like, you know what? I'm doing this because I want to, if I didn't really believe it, if I don't hear from him tomorrow, fine. If I never see him again, mm-hmm. my entire body, hundred percent, I'm making this decision to yep. consensually have sex. I will take the repercussion, whatever happens, because I wanted it. It's like you went to a movie, yeah. like, and you're like, I decided to go to a movie today. If it sucks, that's fine. I'll eat the 20 bucks to go in the theater, and I'm going to go. It's like that kind of thing. It's a risk. It's a thing. Totally. But you wanted it. so That's great advice. That is honestly such good advice, and I think a lot of people will seriously do that. Yeah. I know I'm going to do that, too, because I there is, like, this weird pressure, I think. At least for me, no one puts it on me that yeah. I put on myself. I do, too. Yeah. I think we, we both have pressures in different ways. Like, for me, I'm always thinking I need to make sure this guy is mm-hmm. fully committed, ready to go. Like, if I do sleep with him, he won't leave. Like, there's so a lot of layers It's just not it. setting that expectation yeah. for that person. Because yeah. I do like having a connection with someone. Like, I do, yeah. that's something. Well, it makes it better. It makes it, I yeah. think it, it does. does. It that, mm-hmm. That's true. I think most of yeah. us I think most of us would say, and including men, but I don't, you know, I can't speak for everyone, but like when we have a genuine connection and we like the person and we feel safe with them, I think safety is a big thing too. You know, most women, and this is like, the, you know, studies, scientific studies, they have the data that women are more likely to have more pleasure and more orgasms when they felt, when they're with a partner that they feel safe with. Right. And so typically you don't, so that's why the elevator sex or the first night sex, it's going to be good, but is it going to be the best sex of your life? It's going to get better after that. Absolutely. Very good point. Okay. Well, we're going to move on to listener questions. There were Ooh. heaps of them that yeah. came in when we told people that <laughs> yeah. you were coming on. So we'll just do a few. Give your I advice. Cool. Sure. Okay. So the first one is reasons for why people cheat. Is it me or them? And how to move forward and not carry that into the next relationship. Mm. People cheat for so many reasons. And it's like people are going to cheat. Again, not about you. It's probably, it's about them. It's about their own insecurities, mm-hmm. their own stuff they haven't worked through. It could be because they want attention or it's because it felt good in the moment or they were drinking or they are fear of a, of a, a vulnerability or connection mm-hmm. like it's yeah. there's so many reasons why people cheat but I, I i just there's not one like oh it's because you're because usually we take it on us and i have found this that women usually think well it's something's wrong with me because i did something wrong or i'm a bad person and i find more with men if they get cheated on and women te- cheat just as much as men mm-hmm. that they're more like you know they don't ever like take that ego stuff they're, they're more like oh yeah you know i guess uh you know he's, she's an asshole or whatever like but it, it's all these reasons i mean I'm, there's not one but it's it's not because we did something wrong it's usually because 
Well, I don't know. I was going to say that couples, if you're talking about things, if you have healthy communication, not just in the bedroom, not just about sex, but about everything. And you're like, are we in a committed relationship? Do I want to be committed? Did I blindly sign up for monogamy with a guy I've been dating for six weeks? And why is that what did I do it to feel safe? They do it because mm. I don't want him sleeping with other people, but then do I actually want to be in this relationship? I don't. So I cheated. Mm. Like there's so many reasons. But if you are talking to a partner in a real way, like, do we want this? Do we not? What does monogamy look like to you? Then the cheating won't happen as much. And maybe it's okay to sleep with yeah. a few people at once. Like that's what, so all the reasons. Right. Monogamy is tough. Sophia <laughs> and I have theories about monogamy. We're like, I, I just don't know how forever is a thing. But we'll get, we'll get to that when we get to that. I no, guess. you guys, I agree with that. I agree. I don't think that you should, in your 20s, I think it's a great time. If you want kids, I get it. I get like, okay, well, mm-hmm. we're going to be monogamous. Right. But right now, like have fun and explore. Yeah. And again, this is not for everybody. You're like, I can't handle that. Then, then don't. But for some people, it's like, I want to have fun and be honest about it. Because if you totally. have a dating app and you assume that after three dates, they're off the app or they're not sleeping with anyone else and you haven't had a conversation, like you're wrong. Totally. Oh, that was a good answer. That's a good answer. I love that. So the next one is, if the sex was awkward and bad the first time, do you give it another chance? And which is kind of a weird word, but I I get that because you think about it. If someone's horrible the first time you do it, are they just going to continue? It's like it does. It's a turnoff, honestly, for some people. You're just like, oh god. Like, if is it off? Is it between us or is it? I, yeah. So what do you think about? You that? might as well. I I'd say if you really like the person, give it another shot have a conversation about it and just see how it goes a second time because maybe they were really nervous. Maybe you were really nervous or maybe you're just two pieces in a puzzle that don't fit together. But you might as well do yeah. it another shot unless it was like yep. horrible and abusive and they were weird and they didn't care about you. And then no, if it's toxic, get out. But if it was just awkward and fumbly, you've never been in the same naked together. So true. See? True. This one says, is it bad to fantasize about someone else while in bed with your partner? Mm-hmm. it's gonna happen like everyone it does it everyone does yeah everyone does. come on we're human it's okay girl we all do it. it's all good let it go let it go it's all fine let it go okay yeah the you more do. we accept ourselves and our fantasies and our desires the much better off we'll be just let it I go agree. you're fine yeah i love that <laughs> that's a good point what are some of the best foreplay tips to drive your partner crazy are we talking about you know what I actually gonna say it's the same it doesn't matter the gender but I think the the um let's do you want to pick a gender should we talk about men or let's a do, woman to a man? All girls let's just do girls yeah I'll take okay, some advice. so what's how to do it to a guy right like how to yes you know, more play tips for a guy I would say hmm, I would say slowing everything down I would say go five times slower I would slow down the kissing I would tease I would you know kiss uh I would, I would make sure you said, well, I'm thinking about like oral sex, but set an atmosphere. And I would say if they're coming to your house, make sure that everything's clear. Like I love thinking about all the senses being engaged. Like it also gets me in the mood. So I light a candle, I have music playing, maybe I have some like my favorite food out, like chocolate or, and I make sure that I'm feeling good and I'm wearing something maybe that I feel sexy and not necessarily for them. So to me, it's like, make sure the environment's set up. And then I would say for touch, like just kiss slowly and kiss down there but do i would say do what you do what you would want so slow it down mm-hmm. and dress them you know um tease like you know touch over their pants like make them like you know want it yeah right. for it. 
desire. I think the slow is, I've never heard that answer. That's actually really genius. Just slow everything down and to do and wear and do what you feel your sexiest in, because then you'll ooze this different sort of vibe about you. And then they'll be like, Oh my God, why is she so attractive right now? Enjoy it because it's, it's supposed to be a fun time. Mm -hmm. Like you're supposed to experience this thing together and you shouldn't rush it. Totally. Exactly. And they're dying for someone to take the lead. I mean, think about it. My heart goes out to men because they're like, totally, I got to make the date. I got to ask them out. Have to make the first move. Mm-hmm. And so if you're a woman who, not, and I don't say you know what you want, because again, we're all on the journey, but in the moment, what you might need to feel in your body, to be ready for someone, mm-hmm. a lover, like that's great foreplay. Yeah, right. totally. Okay. I think this is the best. We chose this one to answer last because it sort of just makes sense. Um, one great sex tip for people to use in 2021. It could be, it doesn't even have to be about safe sex. It could just be like, let's start a new sex thing. 2021. I would say talk. I would say, I would just say communication is lubrication. Talk about sex. And the other thing is use lube. I would love you to talk about sex and have a lube on your nightstand because women, the lube is better. Lube, lube makes every kind of sex better, whether it's masturbation or ev- oral everything. Yeah, so women so- have more orgasms. Yes, and that's the last part. We had someone come on a couple of months ago named Zoe Ligon, and she literally said the same thing. And we never even like talked about lube before. Lube is underrated, I guess. I guess it's like lube. Not something no one talks about lube. Yeah, like like get some. I love Pure Lube. It's called PJUR. Pure, put it on your nightstand. Have it in your thing, and be like, like I do this now. I I will not have any kind of sex. I'm like, okay, let me get the lube. Like it's just it's just in my brain. It's like I natural. Just know. Yeah. And they love it too. It's not just like it's again. It's the stigma. They think, oh, well, lube mm. means she's not turned on because I did something wrong. And your wetness level is not an indicator of how hot, how turned on you are how much you're in the mood. It just means like we're not consistent with our wetness. Yeah. We're, right. It's, it's a safe 2021 is one? the year of lube. That's Emily's. Yes. Do you have one? Do I yes. have what? A sex tip? A sex tip for 2021. Ooh, Emily's is lube. Ooh. I have one while you're well, thinking. What's yours? Yeah, go ahead. Bring back FaceTime sex because we're in coronavirus. Yes. <laughs> Spice it up, social Face- distance. Yeah. I love it. FaceTime. It's all about that right now, right? Yeah. Do it. Slow yes. it down and see. I think, even, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. Amazon order like fun costumes. I think do role play. Oh, like, fun. Really have fun! <laughs> Bring, I mean, I think Corona. Hopefully, this whole thing lifts, but like, really have fun with it. Like, just have fun. Yeah, I feel like people are so yes. can get a little like nervous about it, but have a drink, put it on, yeah. put a costume Make on, fun grab again. your Make yeah. sex fun again this year. I think totally. <laughs> so this is what this is what hopefully we want all the listeners to do. Order your costumes, grab your lube, and FaceTime your mans or girlfriend. <laughs> exactly. That's what you're going to do. <laughs> Thank you so Emily, much for coming on. Emily. We love you so, so fun. I adore you both. And hit me up if you have ever questions. Just like reach out. I mean, in personally, you know what I'm saying? I got oh, you. Oh, we will. I want you guys to win at this. Thank you. Oh, thank you so me. much. We absolutely love you. We'll hopefully love see you once this yeah. pandemic is lifted. I know. I want to give you a hug. I know. Well, thanks for coming on again. Bye. Have a good night. Bye. Good day. (laughs) Bye. From all of us here at the show, thanks for staying unwaxed. No, Kelly Clarkson. Be sure to download new episodes every Tuesday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or PodcastOne.com. Follow your hosts at Sophia Stallone and at Sistine Stallone. And be sure to follow the show at Unwaxed Podcast. Your producer is Will Sterling. We'll see you next week. With Metro by T-Mobile, your hard-earned money goes further. 
This tax season, there's zero fees to switch. Enjoy Metro's lowest price. Just 25 bucks a line for four lines. Plus, get four free Samsung Galaxy phones when you switch. Now that's the best deal in wireless. Metro by T-Mobile. Empowering you to rule your day. All lines lose promo rate if any deactivates. No fees on select phones. Limit one per line with eligible port. Excludes sales tax. Limited time offer. Additional terms apply. See Metro by T-Mobile.com.